Howdy guys, welcome to the new Sprint Commando. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Aerosol Comics is the focus of this episode, Samurai, issue number three, on sale sometime in January of 1986. This is scripted for us by Barry and Bruce Blair, penciled by Patrick Mione and Guang Yap, inked by Barry Blair and Guang Yap, lettered by Elwin Mark and Wang Yap. If you want to send feedback, you can tweet me at Teal Productions or Nose P Commando. Teal is like the color, T-E-A-L. Teal Productions also has a page on Facebook. I am IndieMan at gmail.com is the email address. Comicbooknoise.com slash T-N-C. Tango November Charlie is the website. Just another fanboy.freeforums.net is the forums. Now our dramatis personae. Include, but may not be limited to, Toshiro Kimura, Samurai, Master Sun, Hotachi Kimura, Velvet Black, Genin Kimura, Homer Bentley, and Archie Bodani. Now, our cover is an image of Toshira, our protagonist, Samurai, name of the book, uh, leaping, I don't know, from a fire escape over to an adjoining rooftop, it looks like, perhaps. Black leather suit darker outfit, samurai sword on his back. Inside front cover is a bust of Toshiro with all of the creatives listed here. Also, there is a um, section of poetry here that is credited to Charles DeLint. And I believe that DeLint uh, may be an author who is one of the earlier or earliest credited creators in the urban fantasy genre, I believe. Uh, so that is, uh, I know him for his prose. I wasn't aware really that he did too much poetry outside, you know, what he used in his prose. But um, apparently they have found some poetry of his and used it to, to actually it opens uh, the issue here at the top of the first story page. Harrisell Publishing is located in Ottawa, Ontario at this time, too. So we open and Toshiro is in a subway. A much-decorated subway, lots of propaganda on the wall, graffiti, whatever you want to call it. A couple people here behind Toshiro waiting. It's a pretty, I don't know, pretty rough-looking subway. It looks more like a an underground rail line than an actual subway stop. But we see someone here behind Toshiro off to the side, perhaps a Ninja putting up a, a blowgun to its mouth, loosing a dart, presumably in Toshiro's direction. There's a gentleman who is walking up to Toshiro that he is tracking. Uh, we see in his head, someone's coming up behind. Footfalls, light, average weight. Slow steps, a bit hesitant. Ready to attack? Ask a question? Okay, here he comes. And he gets out Mr. Kimura and then gasps as this dart hits him in the back of the neck, which is a good shot, but at this distance, it would not have hit Kimura in the back of the neck. It would have hit him probably somewhere in the shoulder or something like that. So, But there are other little things like that that I've also noticed. Uh, there were several errors in text, in uh, dropped words and, and things like that. So editing is not necessarily the strength of whoever's in charge here. Let's see. We don't have uh, an editor listed here. Okay, so... Toshiro bends down, notices that uh, a couple things, you know, realizes the dude is dead, sees the blow dart in the back of the dude's neck here. 
chases after, presumably, I guess, the way that he thought that the assailant ran. He runs up out of the subway. There's a sign on the handrail as he's running by that says N Town. So are we to presume that he's in Chinatown in Toronto? Because that's where Tashiro lives. So, But he decides that he's going to go home. Somebody must be after him. He's got to go talk to Master Tsun, although... Here, he is spoken of as being Master Kai, K-I. But I thought he was Master Tsun. Opens the door to uh, the basement where he lives, and Master, I will say Kai here, tells him, It seems the time of testing has come sooner than was anticipated, Toshiro. Master? Save yourself. It's too late for me. You must solve the mystery of your sword. Find its power, my son. Three... Throwing stars shoot out from the darkness into Tashiro's arm. Um, he may have something in his jacket, or maybe it just hits his arm. It's kind of hard to tell here throughout the story, but there is a panel at the end of this sequence where his arm is it the same arm? Yeah, where his arm is dripping something, which presumably would be blood. So I guess it's not anything in his arm that is padding it. It just goes through and, and pierces the flesh. But there is a two, three-page battle of uh, 25, 30 panels of uh, Ninja trying to take out Toshiro. Um, pretty good action sequence. Some swords involved, bow staff, the throwing stars, a uh, chain attached to the sickle kind of device what what was that called? Kusuragama, I believe, if I recall correctly, the sickle with the chain attached to it. But uh, that is the only um, exotic kind of ninja weapon that is used in this sequence. Most of it is just the bow staff, which Tashiro wields, and the uh, katanas wielded by the wielded by the ninja themselves. He finally defeats them. Um, kind of hard to tell. Might have been just a couple of them. Might have been four or five. We don't have an image of everyone laying on the ground after they're dispatched, so exact numbers are hard to say, but at least two. We then cut to the bridge of the Naganata where we see that Velvet Black, the commander, issues orders to Hitachi Kimura, uh, her primary weapon and a clone, we found out, of Toshiro Kimura. He's down practicing weightlifting, uh, fully clothed in everything it looks like here. So it's, it's interesting. He was dressed for mission, uh, but yet he was working out with weights. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Velvet Black calls him to launch one of the giant robots, go to the genetics lab on the moon. Uh, they haven't reported in in a significant period of time, so he's dispatched to go see what's up. Heads out. Cut back to Toshiro. Um... Let me take a look at something here. Yeah, there is a situation here that came up that I didn't think was addressed, but I guess it was. In defeating one of the ninja, there is a series of candles that are knocked over that were stationed around where Master Kai was sitting. And in in that... Um, conflagration, I guess, that occurred, the building that Toshiro lived in was destroyed, and where Master Kai also lived, where the acup 
acupuncture studio was. So that comes up. There, there was a reference to it, and I didn't think that it was addressed in story. It was kind of thrown in there, but now I see what occurred. So the culmination of the battle with the ninjas turns out actually to have destroyed the entire building, we will find out. So Kimura heads to Genji's place. Um, he's injured. He's hiding um, because he doesn't know who is after him or where they are. Uh, we have a scene here where his sister Genin and his number two, Homer Bailey, uh, Bentley, are walking down. Homer Bailey. Wasn't he a pitcher for the Reds at one time? Okay. Are walking down the street here and they've discovered, they've learned that the building where Toshiro lived has been burnt down. And so they're both upset that he has died and they don't know why or what. Uh, they haven't heard from him or anything. So they're a little little stressed out about that. They go to Zach's, which is Genin's club. And they're hiding out in the back in the, you know, office kind of area. Part of the, the bar, nightclub, dance club place is Toshiro hiding out. Um, he's been garroted, so his throat is injured. He's got the wounds from the stars on his arm. Uh, maybe a couple near misses with katana blades. So they patch him up, they being Genin and uh, Homer. And he tells them, Tashiro tells them that he's going to go after whoever killed him. He needs to find out more information about the sword. Um, the sword also, he, he did not get. So it was in the building that was burnt down. Still, presumably, I, I doubt that the sword's been destroyed by the fire. But rather than going back to get that, he's going to go find more information about the sword, which is interesting because finding out all the information about the sword you want isn't going to give you the sword. And so without the sword, what is the what good is the information about the sword going to do you? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get that. But uh, he's called in a favor from Archie Bodani, who is a small-time arms dealer. Um, Bodani gets him a what he calls a cop custom shotgun, which is a sawed-off shotgun. And lots of shells. So that is something that Toshiro decides that he's going to need with whatever comes up next. Tells Genin and Homer that he is going to go find out more information about the sword. Tells Homer that he needs all the information Homer has about the sword. Because apparently the story is that Homer and Toshiro and Genin's father is the same man for both. Because they're siblings. Unlike Hotachi Kimura, who is a clone. Although I guess he could be... Uh, Hitachi's dad could be their dad also, I guess, because they're uh, he's a clone. But anyways, so Homer and the Kimura's father were stationed in Vietnam together. Or Korea? No, they said Vietnam. And they were fighting and got trapped in a monastery, got down to where they were weaponless. They, they'd run out of ammo. And Toshiro and Genin's dad, Mr. Kimura, or Father Kimura, whatever you want to call him, grabbed a sword off a wall, off of a stand there, and fought and killed their way out of the monastery, he and Homer. And when Mr. Kimura went to return the sword, the monks at the monastery said, no, no, it has found your hands for a reason. It's yours now. And so as far as Homer knows, and now Toshiro, that is the story of the sword. Uh, but of course, that's only the story from the point of when Mr. Kimura got it. We don't know anything about the history prior to that. So that is what Tashiro is going to go find out. 
Next up, the narrator tells us that evening, just outside the city on a private stretch of beach, uh, we come to a rather oriental-looking building, and uh, we are introduced to Master Yakuza. Uh, that's, yeah, kind of a not-well-thought name. But they're, apparently this is who dispatched the ninjas to try to kill Toshiro, and they're getting the report that the ninjas failed. Uh, nobody has the sword as far as they know, so they're getting ready to send somebody to the ruins of the building because the ninjas didn't get the sword, Toshiro didn't leave with the sword, it still must be there. So they're going to go get the sword. But before they do that, Toshiro is here to uh, enact some vengeance on who killed Master Kai. So with the shotgun, he kills, uh, see, one, two, three, four, five, five guards who were wielding weapon, uh, uh, firearms. But he is then approached by several samurai. I believe all of them are Yakuza because they all have tattoos all over their body. But all they're wearing is that uh, samurai loincloth-y kind of thing. Which, again, I am sure it has a name, but I neglected to look it up. Okay, I looked it up. It's called a fundoshi, I believe. F-U-N-D-O-S-H-I. That's all they're wearing. And Toshiro drops... uh, Interestingly enough here, as they are approaching him, he is far in the background in the final panel on page 17, holding his sword um, up over his shoulder and head. Then the next panel, we see that he is dropping his shotgun and is is taking off his jacket and is holding his sword in his right hand. Um, Now, I don't know in that initial panel where he was holding that shotgun to then in the next panel have dropped it. It's not present, but he drops the shotgun saying, I am samurai. I live by the code. Your soldiers had guns. Your bodyguards have swords. And now he goes after the bodyguards and kills. I don't, I don't know, probably the way that he runs through them. I would have to say 10 to 15 guys compared to the five that he killed with the guns. He finally, uh, approaches Master Yakuza and says, who hired you? And the master says, you've dishonored me, destroyed my followers. Have you not done enough? And he says, almost, and beheads him. Kimura beheads him. So we head back to the moon where Hitachi is making his way now through the lab here, the genetics testing lab, finds that everybody that formerly worked there has just been viciously, brutally killed, dismembered, torn apart. Here's something in this one room, and as he enters the room, he is shot. Um, he awakens, finding that the bullet that was fired at him simply grazed his head, but it did knock him out. He also realizes that he is somewhere else in the facility that he was not when he got shot. So whoever shot him moved him. He runs back to the uh, ship docking bay, the shuttle bay, we'll call it, where he touched down with his battle suit and finds that it's gone. So whoever shot him presumably took the suit. He runs to the communications room, but it's been trashed, so he's not able to tell the Naganata that the battle suit approaching is not him. Looking around, though, he does find an older battle suit that he puts on and takes off. Back on the Naganata, they are tracking first the one suit that has got the rogue element in it, and then the second suit that has Hotachi in it. Hotachi gets within calling range and tells him what's up. The renegade battle suit eventually lands uh, with a huge sword in the streets of San Francisco. We cut back to the airport where Toshiro is getting ready to leave, and Homer 
has brought him a map of where the monastery was that he found the sword and all the information about the area and the monks and everything like that. Says a tearful goodbye to Genin, who is afraid that he's not coming home. We're told this is the end of the beginning. And then there's a two-page uh, cartoon spread here by Dave Cooper about a couple guys. Uh, they're going to go get a frog and do something mean and nasty to it. But the pond where they throw the frog in has barrels of open nuclear waste, and it mutates the frog. And so the next day when the guys go back, uh, they are in turn caught by the frog who is going to mutilate them in very nasty ways. Inside back cover is an ad for Elf Lord. Coming soon, we're told. An evil wizard seeks to enhance his powers and plots to destroy an unsuspecting monarch and gain control of his kingdom. Only a handful of courageous warriors see through his schemes and stand together to face the growing threat that lurks within the castle walls. And in the back cover is a illustration in full color by Mr. Blair that is, that is uh, simply entitled Hitchhiker. And it's someone in a jacket with a backpack and a scarf thumbing a ride. And so there we go. Samurai issue number three from Air Cell Comics. Um, I'm, I'm okay with everything with it so far. The story is interesting enough to... Uh, sorry, I'm distracted by my other cat who now is in here. Aubrey uh, running around doing goofy kitten stuff. The story is, is keeping me interested. Uh, there's, it's, it's pretty tropey as far as martial arts stories, I think, particularly of the time go. Um, the art, though it's not Barry Blair now, uh, it is interesting enough being Patrick McEwen and Wang Yap, although Barry is inking it, so he, he may be applying a lot of uh, Blairism you know, in, in the finished product by way of the inking. So w w we'll see. Um, yeah, I am looking forward enough to, to seeing what happens next issue. So I, I, I think it, it'll, I'll, I'll be able to stay interested in it as I go along. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Next recording looks like I have sized up Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers issue number four. Kirby backup feature, Are You Ready for the Goozle Bobber? Tells me on the cover here. So that's what I have next issue. That should be a couple, three weeks from now. So I'll talk to you guys then. Ciao.